You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, I'm Sadia Santanam from Mint's personal finance team. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money. In this episode, let's understand what contrarian style of investing is in India. In the contrarian style of investing, investors deliberately attempt to invest in a way that is against the prevailing market trends. They go after stocks that are being unloved by others. This is when they see turnaround in such companies which have the ability to bounce back from difficult situations. To know more about this style of investing, we invited Teher Bacha, President and Chief Investment Officer at Invesco Mutual Fund. He also manages a contra fund named Invesco India Contra Fund. Let's invite him. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Hi, Tahir. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money. Thank you very much, Satya. Thanks for having me. Let's start the conversation about the contra style of investing. Could you give us some basics about this style of investing and how is it globally, Tahir? So you know. for us uh, at least uh, i would say that look i mean uh, the contra style of investing is basically in the indian context it is considered to be a thematic uh, because uh, you know unlike in case of the global markets particularly many of the developed markets uh, uh, they are ex growth in the sense that you know you don't really see a lot of growth related activity out there the gdp and the economies itself are probably in the low a uh, single digit kind of uh, growth trajectory um and uh, therefore uh, uh what you get out there is uh, is uh, uh perhaps uh, more of uh, the value uh, kind of you know opportunities uh, uh i wouldn't really call them contra but uh, contra is basically more a manifestation of market cycles and finding businesses which uh, are uh, uh, going through a rough phase a tough phase uh, is one part of that uh, uh, fun philosophy and the other one is basically uh, trying to just seek value uh, which may not necessarily only emerge in distressed pockets it could even be in some regular pockets where you might probably find value uh, so our fund the investco india contra fund is basically a combination of both value as well as contra uh, on the other hand in the global context you typically see more of value related investing you you perhaps also see contra investing but not as much of that contra to the extent you get market cycles you will probably have certain sectors which don't do well at certain points in time or certain businesses which are going through challenges at one at some point in time and um, uh basically you you try to take your uh, bets on some of those uh with the uh, eventual uh, assumption that some of these businesses if not all of them uh, will find their way back and uh, you know start growing again or find value back and uh, in doing that you make your money uh so that's typically how it works uh but uh, the key point which i wanted to try uh, drive is that in india uh generally it is a growth focused market and therefore contra as a theme or value as a theme is not something which is very uh, easily pursued uh as it is in case of developed markets uh so uh most funds today whether it is mutual funds pmss or any others uh, are generally born out of and live on the growth format and we of course also have our growth products in our in our uh, in our fund house uh, so to that extent um, you know value is and contra is somewhat different 
uh, while we do have uh, a good number of industry peers who are also running contrast stock value strategies but it is not very easy to run value strategies in a growth oriented economy is uh, is the point uh, so the way we yeah could you also give us an example on how a contrast style of investing differs from value style or a growth style maybe with an example in the past maybe you can take a stock name or something like that maybe something that that may not be in your portfolio but just to give an example yeah so i think uh, you know there are several examples uh, that we've gone through when we've experienced over the last some years and uh, so look generally uh, i mean for example of the the very easy to understand stock which comes to my mind from a contrast standpoint is i say say bank uh and uh, you know uh, uh, uh most of us would remember that the bank went through some very serious challenges uh, particularly during the period between 2015 to 2017 because of the environment itself which was basically challenged uh, for the banking sector as a whole particularly for some of the public sector banks and the quasi public sector banks as well such as uh, i say the bank was probably one of them at that point in time maybe access bank earlier which was uti bank at that point in time also was in a similar situation uh, but uh, uh, so uh, that is a that is one such very clear example which uh, of a business which was going through several challenges at uh, that point in time some driven by the environment but some also specifically driven by the company's own uh, situation that they were in at that point in time uh, uh, during which time what typically happens is that the market obviously devalues uh, uh the uh, other businesses and uh, uh you you as an investor are then obviously trying to understand whether the uh, you know uh, are the businesses trading at below fundamental value or intrinsic value and in that you start basically uh, uh trying to understand as to what are the competitive strengths of the business and uh, will those competitive strengths of the business allow that company to make a comeback at a point in time in future uh so typically when we look at um, uh you know investing in a in any company in the contra fund our starting point is to try and uh, look at businesses which are headwinded which are going through tough times uh and generally when such a situation is um, prevalent the businesses are also available cheap so even valuations are are typically low uh so these typically generally tend to become very good uh indicators or starting points for us to evaluate but as you know uh, you know uh, this may not necessarily be the end of it because you can get into your next question probably could obviously be that what if you get into a value trap or what if it doesn't materialize uh, or turn around does not necessarily come through yeah yeah so point basically then is that uh, what you then try to evaluate uh, is what are the competitive advantages of that business like for example in case of icic bank at that point in time so even though it was going through a rough challenge with regard to npa provisioning etc etc and as a result of which the book value of the business had had become significantly impaired and market had probably brought down its valuations to uh, less than one time price to book uh, almost uh, probably pegging it at a level of uh, many of the public sector banks at that point in time uh then you start evaluating as to what can uh, what can uh, you know uh, bring the company back up and uh, at that time what we could clearly see in early 2018 when the bank was uh, going through its toughest time is that even though it was going through that rough period there is a certain amount of franchise value 
and the franchise value in the case of ICICI bank was basically its deposit base uh, and uh, for any bank particularly the liability franchise or the deposit franchise is generally the the most coveted part because that's the that's the heart and soul of any particular bank and we could see that even though it was going through those challenges of uh, loan growth having slowed down bad loans having propped up they having had to make very large provision but uh, uh, they had that deposit franchise they had that kaza franchise savings account deposit accounts which were growing even at that point in time at about 25% and it was more like 40% of their total liability so then you start assessing that is this a uh, competitive uh, competitive advantage good enough for this bank to make a comeback in the future and what happens if at some point in time uh, their uh, npa provisionings uh, come down uh, at some point in time that was to happen because once you have cleared all your bad loans then will the company will the bank be able to withstand itself so we in a, uh, that is what we start analyzing that uh if it is a headwinded business does that business still have competitive advantages to come back at some point in time then you are on a much more sure of footing and you can take a call and we do that the only thing is that contra more than uh, more than i mean compared to let's say growth stories in contra you require a higher degree of patience uh that's very very clear so uh, that is why when i when we recommend investors to buy into a contra fund we typically tell them that um uh you should look at this fund for at least or not less than 3 years uh that has to be your investment horizon when you're looking at uh, something which is either a contra oriented strategy or a value oriented strategy because you are talking about businesses which are going through tough times and when you when you have to recover out of tough times it doesn't happen overnight it takes its own time uh which is not the case with growth stories so i think uh this is how we I can go out, uh, you know, example after example. Another one which I can quickly highlight is and talk about is Bharti Airtel. You know, another business which for almost ten years the telecom business uh, went through a phase of degrowth. It went through a first phase of very high growth between 2000 and 2010, and then it went through a situation of significant amount of uh, competitive uh, disruption between 2010 and 2020. But then you reach a stage where you know. Uh, uh as a result of uh, all the negatives in the industry consolidation starts to come about competitive activity starts to uh, relatively reduce and the last man standing then starts to you know assert itself so i think that's what happened to bharati uh, for a very long period of time but in towards the end of 2019 just before covid uh, we were able to kind of spot that as a good opportunity for investment uh because again as i said you go through tough times but if you have those competitive advantages to come back and that is what we could see in an identify and bharti airtel and uh, you know that uh, is another stock which made us a very good money and, and contributed to our performance uh, uh over time so there are multiple ideas that i can talk about but let me hear your next question or reaction to this and i could probably then take it forward Pure Dhanha, thank you so much for those examples. Uh, you know, the immediate question that has come to my mind is: this ICICI Bank or Airtel could also be seen in a growth portfolios. And uh, what would be the difference between the contra fund and a, uh, a, and a growth fund that is holding the same stock? I think the timing would be different, right? Because you must be going overweight on this particular stock when it is actually under a lot of trouble, while the other growth portfolios may come underweight on these stocks. could that be a reason yes yeah, so it's a, a good question and a good observation and uh, yes to some extent you are right so basically you know in this uh, regard whether 
भारतीय एयरटेल और ऐसे ऐसे बैंक शुड इट गो टू वैल्यू स्ट्रेटेजी यू कैन बी टर्न इन टू ग्रोथ स्ट्रेटेजी ग्रोथ स्टॉक्स एट सम पॉइंट इन टाइम वी आर असिस्टेड हियर बाय अवर इन्वेस्टमेंट फ्रेमवर्क एंड अवर इन्वेस्टमेंट फ्रेमवर्क वेरी क्लियरली डिफाइंस एंड सेग्रीगेट बिटवीन ग्रोथ एंड वैल्यू एंड ग्रोथ एंड वैल्यू स्टोरीज और ग्रोथ एंड वैल्यू ओरिएंटेड कंपनीज सो टिपिकली यू नो एज अ हाउस we we believe in running strategies through to mandate uh, if the mandate is about growth uh, then we make sure that we give as much of growth uh, through that portfolio to our investors and uh, similarly if it is a value oriented or a contra oriented strategy then we uh, pack as much of the value stock contra opportunities that we can in that particular strategy um so our investment process runs like this that you know uh, when we when we uh, do our due diligence on any particular name uh, uh we try to identify whether it is a value or a growth oriented uh, uh you know premise uh that's the uh, investment uh, rationale for the uh, that particular company uh, is it more because you are buying it for value or is it more because you are buying it for its uh, continuity of growth uh so typically uh, we assign a you know a label to each and every investment idea so for example icic bank when it would have probably appeared in the contra fund it is quite likely that it may not have been part of many of the growth strategies uh, or it may not have been an overweight position to that extent in some of those strategies to the extent the weight was in probably the contra fund uh, over a period of time uh, you know things change and businesses um, either move from a a uh, low growth contra situation to a more sustainable growth uh, path or vice versa sometimes companies which are on a sustainable growth path go through challenges and become contra ideas so uh, uh yes you're right that you know at the early stages of uh, a contra idea or a value idea being identified it is more likely to feature as part of the uh, value stroke contra fund but if the company starts delivering and that is what we monitor um over a period of time we continue to as as quarterly results come through as the business performs etc etc uh, we start to think in terms of uh, okay when is it that the company has completed its turnaround um, and it is now in a position to move into a growth uh, more sustainable growth path uh, if we come to that conclusion then that particular stock may then start appearing in many of the growth strategies as well um it is not to say that it may not appear as a value stock in some of the growth strategies it can but generally growth is dominant in a growth oriented portfolio it may have a smattering of value as well so there might be fund managers who are running a growth oriented strategy but may want to buy some or may want to take some exposure to a few value stocks as well and if they do so then they might probably want to you know think of some of these contra ideas as part of their portfolio as well but the contra strategy would ensure that it has a significantly higher proportion of these kind of stocks so typically a contra fund would have at least 60 70% of exposure to value oriented categories or uh, what we label as value or contra and uh, uh on the other hand our growth oriented strategies would make we would make sure that at least 60 to 70% exposure is in growth oriented stocks those stocks which are actually labeled as per our internal classification as growth stocks so uh that's how it uh, typically works so there could be lead lag um, there could be certain stocks which are more prominent and have more overweight in certain strategies based on the 
individual mandates at this time. Sure. Tahir, uh, as a follow-up to, uh, to your earlier answer, you said that minimum three years is the investment horizon for someone investing in a contra fund. But three years is a minimum investment horizon for any equity fund, right? Uh, and also contra is coming with a higher risk uh, compared to other uh you know, equity funds because it is going against the herd. I don't say just going against the herd is a very risky thing, but it is actually going and buying when the company is in a very difficult situation. Um, so, don't you think a higher investment horizon is required for investment in a contra fund? So, uh, uh, I would say not as much on account of the risk factors. Uh, the risk, of course, maybe the volatility of the risk uh, I wouldn't say the volatility, but maybe the risk associated with uh, a contra fund probably could be a little higher. But that's not the reason. I mean, I'm of having a longer horizon. And by the way, yes, you're right that, you know, uh, uh, every, I mean, most of the funds you would want to insist on a decent amount of holding period and, a, you know, investors need to be invested for a longer duration of time uh, and maybe a three-year minimum in, in all cases. But we would insist on a three-year horizon as far as contra or value-oriented strategies are concerned, uh, I for a for an investor who wants to be invested in a less than three-year duration within a growth fund, be it a mid-cap fund or a small cap or some kind of growth opportunities fund, I would not necessarily be uh, very averse to that. But I would not want contra investors to come with a horizon of less than three years. Okay, that's that's the minimum. And why? And not for any other reason. Not as much for the reason of volatility or risk. But more from the point of view that, as I explained, you know, you're talking about businesses which are headwinded. You're talking about buying into companies which are out of favor. You're talking about investing in companies which are going through tough times. And in in stocks and businesses in general, as you know, if you're going through a tough time, it does not things don't change in a very short period of time. Okay, uh, it it is. It many a times it it depends on what it is about. If it is about external factors or the industry uh, specific factors, then it might take even longer. Sometimes it might be because uh, the company has overinvested in the short term, or it has seen some very uh, significant amount of competition in the short term as a result of which things have turned far out there. So it could be sometimes company specific factors, or it could be even industry related factors. And like as I said. To emerge out of these uh, challenges, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes uh, time for things to rectify, for your competitive advantages to start asserting or reasserting themselves, and uh, for the market to start appreciating and recognizing this. So, therefore, you know that minimum time horizon, that cyclical phenomenon in many businesses, it generally takes two three years uh, at the minimum to play out. Uh, at times, it might happen early. If it happens earlier, well, the investor will benefit out of it. Uh, but it is better to set expectations right, and that's why uh, we we insist that investors uh, come in for a three-year horizon, and we also therefore insist on them to look at performance too from a three-year window perspective. It is I can't really say much about short-term, one-year, two-year performances in a contra fund as much as I can say. Uh, with conviction, with a, for a growth fund, uh, and uh, but uh, and that's what we are focused on. So for our contra fund, we generally keep emphasizing as to how our ruling returns uh, over a three-year period have behaved uh, versus uh, the peer group as well as versus the benchmark, 
and if we are able to clear that as a hurdle i think we we feel reasonably confident and good about it understand sure uh, every style of investing has its own pros and cons uh, the so what will uh, you know when will this style will not work so uh, uh, you know we've had ample periods during which uh, value has not worked uh, the most recent being uh, post covid as well so it worked out very well during the first uh, wave of covid uh, because that is when the market actually turns a lot more defensive it it uh, typically tries to it typically try to shun some of the growth uh, uh, stocks and you try to actually get into value zone and uh, uh, like as i said the contra fund since it was not just about contra investing it was also a combination of contra and value uh the fund benefited meaningfully during let's say the early part of 2020 uh but uh, come the second half of 2020 and much of 2021 uh once you once the market started to come out of or gradually come out of covid and uh interest rates continue to trend down and liquidity starts to uh, liquidity was abundant uh the whole focus of the market shifted towards growth and value was um, in the back seat and not just in india it, this phenomenon happened globally So I think uh, you will have your phases uh, in both growth as well as value. You will have those cycles, uh, and that is another reason why I would say that you need to have a somewhat more longer duration uh, investment horizon uh, because uh, those cycles uh, you cannot predict. And but you you are also reasonably sure that once in two three years they always make a comeback. Uh, so uh, after very two very strong years of uh, growth. Uh, uh dominance uh, value once again came back in 2022 uh, as interest rates started to actually go up and you know focus shifted away from growth uh and back to uh either contra or value uh so uh, uh that is something which is uh, uh quite a continuing phenomenon you will we will continue to see that in uh, in the future as well sure My last question, Tahir. How can uh, a contra fund fit in one's portfolio? What would be its role in the overall portfolio? So the uh, so it's a very good question. I mean, this is this is like as I said, you know, a complementary strategy. I mean, uh, particularly from an India context, uh, you know, contra is not something which is very dominant as a theme. Value investing, like as I told you in the early part of the conversation, is not something which is very popular in a growth-oriented economy. But uh, as time has evolved. as markets have matured as it has gone more globally integrated uh, uh, there have been uh, uh, you know uh, cycles which uh, uh, indian markets have also gone through which have coincided with global uh, investment cycles uh, uh, growth has done well at times when growth is doing well globally and value has done well in india at the time when value is doing well globally so i think uh, it offers great complementarity uh that is uh, something very important because then it allows your portfolio to uh, be a somewhat more all season portfolio uh a contra fund also you know therefore to that extent um, allows you to buy businesses at uh, lower valuation and good businesses at low valuation that means the contra invest contra contra fund i i should have mentioned this earlier that while we are we are into a somewhat more riskier uh, zone of investing uh because we are buying into advanced businesses uh we are trying to predict turnarounds uh, uh which are not easy uh we may have value trap uh therefore it is very important not to lose sight of the quality of businesses that you buy uh so if you buy into quality at reasonable price or quality at low valuations not reasonable valuations but cheap valuations then it uh, then what it does is that uh, it gives you a lot more security 
uh, it uh, takes away some of those risks that you mentioned with regard to volatility associated with uh, 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 a contra or a value strategy and for you as an investor it brings down your overall valuations or multiples so you may have a growth oriented strategy which is let's say at 25 times uh, but then you if you buy a value strategy into your portfolio even to the extent of 20% of your overall exposure uh, and if that fund is available at under market valuations or let's say at 10 or 12 or 13 times uh, 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 multiple then your blended valuation multiples actually come down uh, so i think it uh, it provides complementarity it provides a cushion it also if run well uh, you know can be very rewarding because uh, you're buying into pessimism you're buying them at cheap valuations and if when they revert uh, in a cycle then what happens is that market in its wisdom takes those 10 12 13 15 multiples to even as high as 25 30 50 multiples and maybe even beyond and we have seen several instances of that happen in our portfolio as well as at individual stock level so uh, the journey in contra could be very rewarding especially if there is a 3 year or a 5 year cycle that somebody plays out uh, growth stocks typically give you more consistency but here you would get a combination of uh, 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 growth as well as value because uh, you you buy, when you're buying a headwinded business you don't have growth and you don't also you also have multiples which are punished when yeah. that headwinded story becomes a a tailwinded story what you get is a combination of earnings growth which accelerates and at that point in time the market also expands the multiple so you get a double whammy a positive yes. double whammy in that extent and therefore your returns generally tend to be lot more uh i shall i say more attractive uh in in that phase uh versus maybe compared to even probably uh growth oriented strategies so that's that these are some of the advantages sure. that i see in uh, in value investing or contra investing sure very well put tahir thank you so much for uh, coming on to this show uh, it's been a pleasure having you and uh, talking about the contra investing thank you very much thanks for thank you me. that's all for now in this episode listeners if you have any queries or suggestions you can reach out to me on twitter my handle is at @satyasontanam s a t y a s o n t a n a m or you can also write to us at mintmoney@livemint.com bye bye to stay updated on this podcast follow us at hd smartcast on all the major social media platforms to listen to more such podcasts log on to www.hdsmartcast.com